uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to our Out Loud monthly Cisco podcast. May was a really busy month following on from all the rebranding of Cisco Spark that came out of their collaboration summit in April. Luckily, I am joined by Cisco expert guest Jonathan George from Meeting Zone to decode all the news for me. Jonathan and I discuss all things Cisco collaboration and he takes me through all the big stories and updates from May. Have a listen. Good morning, Jonathan. How are you doing this morning? I'm good, Patrick. How are you on this sort of rather grey and sort of half sunny day really yes it's very muggy up here in blackburn but we we mustn't complain it's better than raining good good Talk, talking of weather it's been a busy month um in cisco and i know weather's unrelated but we attended the meeting zone event in the shard in london and the, the weather was spectacular earlier on this month Yes, thank goodness for that. Our, our marketing team were, um, were were praying that it was going to be shining because um, for those that haven't been to the top of the Shard, the highest habitable area of the Shard is actually open to the elements, which makes for an, an interesting experience. So um, had it been raining on, on the 15th of May, I think our marketing team would have been, um, would have been crying and, and I would have been presenting in a sou'wester, I think. Yeah, yes, I didn't realise that the top of the shard was open, but it made it made for an absolutely spectacular day. And and the reason I mention it is because we had uh, Snorri Kiesbu from Cisco uh, speaking at the event, and yourself, and there were some really interesting summaries and, and that, that represent a bit of a shift potentially in, in in Cisco's strategy around collaboration. So I was hoping you could, using your fabulous speech, just give us an overview of what that was. Yeah, I mean, so, so always good to hear Snorre speak, and, and, you know, he went on to speak at UC Expo the next day, um, so I got the benefit of listening to his presentation twice. So hopefully the messages, you know, sunk in. But, yeah, I mean, his, a lot of, of the elements that he covered are, again, this, this move about, you know, the age of the individual genius is over, the power of teams never being stronger, how, you know, digital disruption is really a, a no longer an option for companies if they, if they want to compete and survive in today's today's world. So, you know, a, a large proportion of his presentation was talking about that need for agility, the speed of innovation, the war for talent. Those, those things uh, were covered. So, um, you know, and I think I think that. And you probably heard the same, you know, at UC Expo from various vendors that, that that's a very, very much a common theme, um, you know, irrespective of, of, the, of the technology that, that we're talking about. So, you know, that, that, was, that was the essence of, of, of Snorre's presentation. I think the, if you look at what Cisco have done since Collab Summit, they've, they've moved the focus back very much to the, the meetings experience with, okay, as you're ready to move into team messaging, then sure, we can do that, but let's look really at how do we make that meeting experience, which is the, the unit of work really for, for a knowledge worker, how do we make that experience as seamless, as easy as possible, make the technology as invisible as possible so it gets out of the way and, and just lets people get on to get stuff done. And, and you know, as you heard when, when I was speaking there, the, you know, the theme for, for my presentation was really, look, we come to work to get stuff done, we don't need users having to make a decision. Is this a, a, an audio conference? Is it a web conference? Is it a video conference? It's just a meeting. Let's just ev get everybody together, wherever they are, whatever network they're on, whatever device they happen to have in hand, and just enable them to get stuff done. Absolutely. And the reason I wanted to mention that, both Snorre's and, and your speech, was that 
you know, it does relate. Obviously, it's been a busy, you know, six to eight weeks for Cisco with the whole rebrand and the big news that came around that, the scrapping of Spark, the WebEx teams. And it, so, it sort of does tie in nicely, doesn't it, to that, to that sort of change in ideology and the, and the just a meeting, you know, making that experience as, as simplistic and easy as possible for users. Yeah, and, and we've got to, you know, I think if, if you look at what's happening and, you know, that, that rollout started, you know, May 21st, you know, the app, you know, on your desktop or on your mobile phone, you know, changed from, from Spark to WebEx Teams. And, and you know, you covered the, the rationale behind that with the uh, the podcast that you did with my colleague Danny. And, and you know, I think we'll, we'll see that, that journey evolving. But the, the experience Cisco are looking for now is very much this sort of video-first, video-centric meeting experience where it's a single meeting platform. You know, Rowan's uh, announcement at, at Collab Summit was, you know, we, we want one experience, one platform, one story, one brand. Um, and that's all been brought under that WebEx umbrella now, such that, you know, even within within Cisco and as a, as a Cisco partner, you know, with, with Spark and WebEx, you know, is it a Spark meeting? Is it a WebEx meeting? What's the difference between one and the other? And that, you know, that boundary really has now gone or, or is in the process of, of being removed such that not only is it just a, a meeting, whether it's audio, web or video, but it doesn't matter now whether it's a Teams meeting or a WebEx meeting. It is that same single platform experience. And in terms of technical changes, I think I was definitely conscious of, as you said, my, my iOS Spark app changed. The logo changed to WebEx Teams. That was very exciting. But in terms of sort of technical changes, it looks like the branding obviously has taken preference because they have to get the brand, the brand change and everything. But in terms of actual functionality of the app and the, the Spark process itself, there haven't been any technical change. I suppose it would be a lot to do the branding and add a load of technical new features in all in one go. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously the brand, you know, having made the announcement that they're going to change the brand, and that's the key thing to get out there because people will go, you know, we, we've almost got a swear box in the office, you know, that every time anybody says Spark rather than WebEx Teams, you know, you need to put, 20 pence in the uh, in the box um so so really key and important to get that brand out i mean interestingly enough you know there there have been some technical changes around there so as part of the announcement that came out at collab summit then cisco have increased their their psn coverage you know from 27 to 45 countries for, for toll access from 47 to 72 countries for toll free so they're really ex extending that that psn footprint out there um and there have been other changes as well that have, have gone along with this, the, the concept of multi-stream. So the fact now if you're in a WebEx meeting and you've got video endpoints joining that meeting, that actually you don't just see the active speaker. You can now see the thumbnails for all of the video participants, whether they be WebEx or on a video endpoint. And actually, although that sounds like a very you know, like, so what? It's actually a really important thing from a user perspective because users get on meetings and they go, well, hang on a minute, so I can see you know, Fred, Tom, Sarah, and somebody else, but why can't I see, you know, Sam on his video endpoint until he speaks? And that, that then takes away from the meeting experience. So that, that multi-stream capability, you know, has sort of not snuck in, but it's just been part of this ongoing agile development process where as stuff's ready, it gets pushed out, which I think is, you know, it's very common in the, across the industry these days. Yeah, there was one super minor change in the in the Teams client where, you know, rather than using Markdown for, for um, highlighting your text, you could use a rich text editor now. So, so the, the technical changes are coming. As I said, they've 
maybe been slightly overshadowed by the branding, but they are coming, and we we can probably expect more and more going forward in the next couple of months. Yeah, so I think that that shift to you know WebEx teams from Spark and the app, as I say, happened the twenty first of, of May. What Cisco have are now saying is that. They're really going to be on a on a like a, a two week iteration cycle, if you like. So so you should expect the client to update pretty regularly on a on a two week cadence as and when new stuff comes out. And they, there's a there's a published list certainly within the partner community. I'm not sure how how much we can share outside of that publicly. That you know with various bits of functionality happening in two weeks drops between now you know or may 21st or when that started you know right out towards the end of end of september as they they move to change the user interface and the focus of that application to be more activity centric rather than first and foremost team messaging team messaging forms part of that but they want to move the, the you know the, the focus of the application to be okay it's activity so and that activity could be calling it could be meeting it could be teams it could be whiteboarding it could be all of the things that you know all of the elements that are going to make up collaboration so potentially our monthly updates going forward from now could be really busy if there's been two different iteration changes in terms of the app every month yeah, I think they're, they're not going to be major. I mean, they're not going to be, you know, like, wow, this is, you know, something huge going to happen here. I mean, the thing that we're waiting for right now, and that this will happen during the course of, course of June, is that they're in the process of upgrading their WebEx clusters to really um, bring that WebEx meeting and, and what was Spark meeting experience down to a single meeting experience, right? So that isn't there today, but over the course of, of the month, that will happen. And that will happen in the back end. You won't actually see anything um, in the client, unless you go to the meetings area and you suddenly go, oh, hello, that URL is now a WebEx URL rather than, you know, what used to say CiscoSpark.com. Um, I think the the client changes are going to be more subtle, you know, so it'll just be, you know, you, you, you get a little green arrow that tells you to update your client, you click on that, you do it, and, you know, you might see some subtle user interface changes um, and some maybe some additional functionality as, as those those iterations roll out. So I, I'm, I don't think we'll be, you know, there isn't necessarily any big um, fanfare features there. It's sort of iterative stuff that moves them along the journey that, that Cisco have outlined. No, absolutely. And I suppose, if they, as you said, if they're updating the app every two weeks, you know, that's potentially a, a lot of changes, even if they're not absolutely, you know, groundbreaking changes. You wouldn't expect that in, a, in an application that already works well and, and is very popular. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, I think the, you know, some of the major capabilities that, that people have been asking for for a while, you know, are going to be further down that iterative schedule. So things like editing of messages, threading, you know, stuff that's been on the roadmap for a while, um, you know, and, and, and obviously, the, you know, they're going to be down the, the track with those because they're the slightly more difficult things to implement. Um, you know, moving the elements of the UI around or changing where the avatar is or doing, you know, small little, little changes like that, you know, we're obviously going to see those sooner rather than later. And before I let you go, we should probably just briefly touch on that there was a pretty major departure at Cisco over the last month, which was Rowan Trollope going to moving away and going to take the head role at 5.9. Yeah, so that I think that hit everybody by surprise. I mean, you know, Rowan was at Collab Summit um, and, uh, you know, by all accounts was, was very engaged with, with everyone when there. I wasn't, I wasn't there, but, you know, was watching remotely. Um, and then very shortly after Collab Summit, the, the announcement hit that, that Rowan would be leaving 
um, and actually leaving almost imminently and immediately. Um, and there was lots of speculation about, you know, the rationale behind that. You know, was it a voluntary move? Was it an involuntary move? Um, I mean, the fact that that chat. Chuck Robbins, you know, tweeted his good luck wishes to Rowan publicly, you know, suggests that I think it was a it was pretty much an amicable split. Um, I think the, the the word on the the street and the general view, whilst it was a, a surprise, and I, I'm a huge Rowan fan. I was at Cisco when Rowan joined. Um, he's been a very charismatic leader. His presentations are, are, you know, are generally fantastic. He's a marvelous storyteller. I think he did a lot to set the Direction and vision of that collaboration technology group within Cisco, and and the common sort of view in the in the marketplace is that you know his his aspirations, his career aspirations were always to move to a, a CEO position. Um, obviously, the, this opportunity at Five Nine came up. Maybe the timing was was right for that. And actually, that having set that strategy and vision at Cisco, then the focus moves more from that to actually executing on that, which arguably one could say Cisco have, have you know, stumbled a little in, in the past few years. Um, and bringing in, you know, somebody with, with Amy Chang is, is the replacement. She comes as part of another Cisco acquisition. Um, but she now will head up that group and, and, and take on um, Rowan's role. So I think the, the general view is it was an amicable split. Rowan was always going to, you know, be looking to for that CEO position, and and the focus is going to move more from okay, we've got the strategy, we've got the vision, we we know where we're going. Now, what we really need to do is do faultless execution. The foundations have potentially changed a little bit, and and the next couple of months are going to be uh, next couple of months, next potentially eighteen months or so are going to be pretty busy from a, a Cisco collaboration perspective. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's always going to be busy. I mean, I think, in, I think in this industry and and you know, in everything that that, that we see, and, and back to this agility theme that you know that we talked about before, Cisco is no different, you know, from from any other company or, or us as a partner. Is that we have to have that agile methodology really to um, you know to keep things keep things moving. You can't afford to stand still um, because if you do, you know, you'll you'll find that you're rapidly behind the the eight ball. Completely. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for your time this month. I look forward um, for our catch-up next month, and we'll update on all the new updates that are revealed on the Cisco collaboration platforms. Yeah, absolutely. As always, Patrick, a pleasure to uh, speak to you, and, and thanks very much for, um, for giving us the time and the opportunity to share this stuff with, the, um, with your listeners. Massive thanks to Jonathan for coming onto the podcast and taking me through all of the Cisco collaboration main news. Sounds like there will be loads more updates coming from them in the near future, so make sure you tune into next month's podcast update where Jonathan can fill me in on everything that's taken place in June. If you need more Cisco in the meantime, there is loads of content on our website at uctoday.com, so make sure you take a look there. For now, though, thanks for listening.